Good morning. How's everyone doing? Awesome, awesome. Well, thank you, Jen and team, for leading us this morning. And I just want to take a few minutes and just introduce uh, Kyle and Anya Schlegel to us. Uh, Jonathan already mentioned that they'll be sharing with us today. And so, like I did last week with, uh, with the Belize Camping Experience and Ale um, Alex and Leah, I want to give just really quickly a little bit of backstory uh, to um, you know, how we met them. And those of you watching online, uh, maybe you've never even heard of them, or maybe some of you that are here in the room are like, who, who is this couple? And you've heard maybe about them from time to time. So I thought it might be good for us to share with you a little bit about how we, how we got to know them. Uh, a number of years ago, um, we had a chance to go, as a family, had a chance to go to Ukraine. Uh, Maria, my wife Maria's uh, brother and sister-in-law uh, are working there as missionaries. And while we were there, um, we bumped into Anya, and she was teaching a, uh, a thing, and just we got to meet her a little bit. And, and so we just said, like, hey, why don't we, uh, Maria and I, and Kyle and Anya, why don't we go for, for lunch and uh, we had decided to go because they were very busy. We were on vacation, so we had all the time in the world. And, of course, they're working. And so we decided to go, grab a quick lunch just to meet them. We had never met them before. And I can just say that that lunch turned into, uh, instead of a short little time, it turned into a couple hours of us talking and sharing. And one of the things that just impressed Marie and I immediately is this couple's love for the people that they serve with, uh, their love for Ukraine, and at that time, especially their love for the, the people who were experiencing refugees from the war, because U Ukraine is still struggling in those areas. But there was just so much damage that was happening in Ukraine, and there was just such an opportunity to share the gospel there. And so we got to know them uh, through that time. And then I'm just so thankful for you as a congregation. Uh, we came back here. We shared a little bit about that experience with our mission team. And it didn't take long, and Deer Run Church is like, well, we want to jump on board with what this couple is doing over there. And so we've gotten to know them. They've been here a couple of times, and we were hoping that they would be able to be here on stage with us today. As a matter of fact, we were hoping so much so that we've held off and just held off. You know, I just, you know, Kyle and I have been back and forth saying, don't make the video yet, because they are literally about 40 kilometers across the lake in, a, in Ohio, but they can't come into the country. And so um, finally, a couple of weeks ago, we just said, you know, you're going to have to do this by video because there's no other way. So then they were hoping to do a live stream, but we've had a few glitches here with live streams, so we're like, just please make the video and send it to us that way. So here's the thing. Uh, they're watching us live right now, and so, hi, Kyle and Anya. So why don't we, I'll, I'll hold the mic out, they can't see you, but uh, why don't we give them a huge hand and then after that, um, they will uh, share with us a little bit about what God's doing in their lives and then um, also share with us um, just what a blessing it is to have the good news and share it with other people. So welcome, Kyle and Anya. We're glad you're joining us. And we wish, of course, that you were here live with us. And so, ladies and gentlemen, would you give them a big hand and welcome them here? All right. Thank you very much. Let's watch the video. Good morning, Deer Run Church. We're so happy to be with you this morning. Of course, we'd rather be in person, um, but of, of course, this is 2020, and that's really hard to do. So either way, we're just excited to be with you. Just wanted to give a short update before my beautiful wife comes up and gives a message. Um, Ukraine is doing well. YWAM Kiev is doing really good without us. Um, we're so grateful for our leadership team there. Um, right now, all of our programs, at least most of them, are running. 
Um, COVID has was shut us down in the beginning over the summer, but now we're we're kind of up and running. We have about 130 people that we're feeding every day um, through our schools and programs that we're doing. Um, please continue to pray for their safety. Um, again, praise God, no one's sick yet. Um, we're very strict with things, but it's really good um, to be back into ministry and to be able to do those kind of things, even though the rest of the world seems shut down. So we're very grateful. Um, the building project is still going. Um, it's brought some challenges with uh, our programs that we're running there, of course. Um, it's not finished yet. Um, we're waiting on documents and builders and contractors and things like that. Um, some of you may know what that's like. It happens. So we're behind schedule, but we're hopeful and hoping that at least by the end of the year we'll be in the building. But we're still not sure about that. Um, as far as our house goes, I know a lot of you have been asking uh, what's going on with the house. A short update there. Um, we're doing really well with the house. Thank you all, everybody who's given to that. Um, we are about $50,000 yet to go to, um, to be able to actually move into the house, which is very exciting. That's a small feat. We've already raised 60. Um, so we're just grateful. Thank you so much for everyone who's given for the church. Um, any individuals we're, we're so grateful and, and so excited to get into the house when we can. Um, our family's doing great here in Ohio. Um, everybody's healthy. Uh, we're taking our daughter Bianca to visit some campuses while we're home college campuses. Um, we're all working. We're doing great things down here. Egan's in public school. Uh, the girls are online. And so, uh, yeah, it's just uh, a season of us being here. It's been challenging because we're really anxious to get back uh, with a lot going on, the building and the programs and things like that. But uh, we're making the best out of it. And uh, we're excited to be home and uh, just to see what God is doing. So uh, without further ado, I'm going to hand it over to my beautiful wife. And again, it's so great to see all of you. Hi, you guys. I uh, um, so wish we could be there in person and uh, seeing your faces and not having to look just at this camera. But really, we love your community and we love uh, so many of you. And you have allowed us to get to know you, although we've been there. I've been there only once. And of course, having Pastor Mike, uh, Ike and having uh, the girls with us helped a bunch to get to know you guys. But we... We do miss you and we do love you. And uh, uh, so I was fighting Kyle about who's going to share the message and I won. So I get to share a message with you and I really hope that it touches you. It touched me as I was living and going through this time. So there will be some of the personal story to it. And I hope that this testimony together with God's word can, can really move all of us into action with God. So I want to share with you a bit with, about my mother. So my mom is um, uh, a very strong woman. If you can imagine, if you've heard of Russian women, I mean, we are Ukrainians, but she is just your typical on the go, get the bear with the, with the bare hands woman. She grew up in the village and uh, back, you know, was almost only like 15 years after the World War II. So the Ukraine was not in its best state. And uh, at the age when she was 12, her mom got a back injury and could not walk. And so she was laying down for about a year. And then her father 
several months into her mom's laying down, got a work injury and also could not walk. He was um, injured so bad that he was laying as well. So here's my 12-year-old mother with her uh, younger uh, brother that were taking care of a household. And like, imagine back then, there is no running water, there is no line gas or anything like that. And uh, so she had to cook on the uh, fire, open fire and all that, like taking care of her parents, taking care of the brother. Of course, they had some neighbors and they had some relatives that would come in and help, but not the, you know, nobody moved in with them or anything like that. So that really made her a very capable and, and strong woman. On top of that, her father developed a TB, tuberculosis, because of the injury he got. He had like something that fell on him at work. And so they were like a black plague people that you don't talk to. Everybody in school were staying away from them. We're trying not to touch them. So on top of having to some rough conditions at home, she was so rejected. Both of them were actually quite rejected in school and society because no one wanted to get close to sick people. So uh, growing up at the age of 15, she moved out and went to boarding school because she wanted to become a teacher. And in Ukraine back then, you could, I mean, it was Soviet Union, obviously, you could uh, study at the same time work. So she was teaching uh, elementary school, she was teaching music. So she kind of like started her teaching career very early and start, started it on her own, taking care of the parents as well from time to time. So then you see this young lady that moved from a small village into a big capital, which was a very different world back then. Anyways, she just grew up as a very capable woman all her life. So you can imagine by the time my father entered her life, he had no chance of uh, running her life or telling her what to do or making decisions for a family. She was the boss and she did do boss very well. She was a, a, a good provider. She made good decisions. I mean, thinking of, you know, full of uh, communism, of the whole political system, economical system. We went through so many inflations, our country, three revolutions. I mean, just in my lifetime, right? So there is just a lot of things that she had to cope with and, and yet make her family successful. And, and she did. And on top of that, you guys, uh, it did not make her hard, her heart harden, and it didn't make it bitter. It didn't make it, um, you know, she's not like your, when you would see her, and I wish you could meet her, she's an amazing woman. Uh, she is very kind and caring, and, and when you talk to her, she's very pleasant. She's just capable and, and strong, and she took care along the way. She took care of so many people. She helped so many hard cases of kids that no one wanted to do anything with them. They are like, you know, uh, the criminals, you know, the young criminals, the violent people. So she just would see the heartbroken case and for some reason have a faith in her that she could fix them, that she could help them. And she did help many people. So this is how I know my mom, right? She is helping everybody, taking care of things, finding solutions in tough situations. She is, she always knows what to do and she can give you an advice, although I didn't feel too controlling. On top of that, like we did not grow up Christians. 
uh, we got saved. I've mentioned this before through American missionaries, which is yay for missions and short-term missions too. Uh, they came to our school and did evangelism and I got saved, me and my sister. And this is how we brought Jesus into our family. Then a couple of years later, my parents gave their lives to Jesus and they started to go to Protestant church and all that. And so that's how we entered Christianity. And so, um, my parents had the relationship with God, still have great relationship with God. So when this COVID hit this year, 2020, Ukraine got hit pretty bad. And then uh, the, it got on a very strict lockdown. And my parents living in the village, they moved outside for quite a while. My mom still continues to teach there. My dad is in the village council, so they're still quite active. And so moving there, um, they decided to self-isolate because, I mean, me and Kyle are running a mission, so we were not about to be too strict about our whereabouts because we still have to take care of people with us, under us. And um, so they decided, like, you live in the city, you live in the community of YWAMers, uh, stay away from us kind of thing. And not just me, my sister as well. They just said, like, we're just going to take it easy and protect ourselves and not see anyone totally fine so then i get a phone call from her and you can imagine she is on the other line sobbing sobbing and crying her heart out and she is so um broken and she's like help me help me i can't do this anymore i'm so depressed i'm so desperate i just want to kill myself and she says the only reason i don't kill myself is because i don't want to put the shame on you guys the shame and guilt and I am on the other side of the phone going completely shocked and completely um, surprised. And I'm like, what is going on? Well, during this time, she picked up an addiction, that uh, drinking addiction, and, and she was too ashamed to share anything with anyone. I mean, she's a grown woman, right? And and my dad was didn't want to bother us he said you you guys are busy you guys have your own things to carry and i see how stressed you are so i didn't want to bother you anyway so that night i sat in the car i drove to my parents and i spent about four days with them and all i did and i cooked and i cleaned and i talked did some farm work of course and and we talked a lot not deep conversation now my mom doesn't do deep conversation but just talk just to bring some light to her and to bring some ease to her and at the end of four days she goes thank you so much for coming she said, you brought rest to me i'm like really she's like, I'm like why and she goes you dominate me now nobody dominates my mom and and i was able for four days to dominate her life so i left and on the way home i was thinking about it and i realized it's not that i dominated her life which i could but i it wasn't about that and it was that for the first time in her life she was able to have submission to submit herself to somebody and to give up control to somebody over her life and it just hit me that so many years, this, this poor woman, amazing woman, never had a Lord, never had a master, never had someone that she would trust fully to lead her life. I want us to open the script, scripture, and it is from um, Matthew eleven twenty eight, And it says, come to me, 
all you who are weary and burdened, and I will give you rest. Now, there are so many songs written on this scripture. We all know it. We all love it. And it is an amazing, beautiful promise of God saying, if you're tired, weary, burdened, which we all go through, no matter which country or which state we're from, we all go through burdens in life. Here is the promise that God, God gives us. Come to me and I will give you rest. Now, a lot of times this is where we stop and this is where we don't read what the scripture says further down. And actually it drives me crazy when we just, just take these little pieces of scripture and don't really commit fully to it. Because further down it says, take my yoke upon you and learn from me. For I am gentle and humble in heart, and you will find rest for your souls. For my yoke is easy, and my burden is light. And now this is where my mom failed in her life. She, she did have relationship with God. She still does. She comes to God. She prays to Him. She submits the burdens to Him. But then she walks away. She walks away, and she does not continue with like, Oh, let me take you on your yoke, which is... Let me take upon your plan for life and let me learn from you how to live this life so I can actually live life that is easy, with this restful for my soul. And, and this is where we, we guys need to do something. I know I'm supposed to, to, to give a message on the gospel and hang in with me there because it's coming. Because what is the great commission that the Lord gave us at the very end before he ascended? He said, go and disciple the nations. But my dear brothers and sisters, how can we disciple the nations if we don't learn from God how we live our lives? So this is my message today is we need to be able to come to him, present our burdens, present our unrests present our questions but then sit um, sit with him live with him long enough to submit and say god i choose i choose to take your life i choose to take your yoke i choose to take your plan and i choose to learn from you because you are humble you are meek and you will teach me you are loving and i can trust you i can trust you to submit my life but to the extent that i want to learn from you so then i can take this learning that i took that i learned from god and bible talks so much about teaching that the word teaches the word commands the word guides the word gives direction and and i don't know all the english adjectives that i can like or verbs that what the word does for us you know in in the sense of how much god wants to teach us as a creator to teach us life so we take what we learn from him about life not just the gospel that Jesus Christ died for us but no he came to give us life he came to teach us life because he's humble and he's loving and he's worthy of our trust and we take this teaching experience this learning experience and then we pass it on to people then we go into nations we go into our neighbors we go to a person sitting right right next and we say look what I've learned from God this is what I've learned about raising kids. This is what I've learned about being a wife. 
This is what I've learned about being a boss. This is what I learned about being an engineer, about being a scientist, about being whoever, about being a teacher to, to Sunday school or a teacher to adults. Who, whatever you do, whatever we choose, whenever he says, take my yoke. Okay, so God, what is it? And let me learn with you, from you, and then taking that learning and bringing it, bringing that gospel to nations, bringing that and saying, here is what God is. Here is what life with God is. Because part of the reason why my mom could find rest with me is because she knows I love her dearly. She knows I have her best interest in heart. And she also knows by now that I can deserve her trust, that I can make wise decisions and, and I will make them for her and she will be fine in my hands because I'm not too stupid. I've learned some lessons in life and she can trust me. Wouldn't that be so much more that we can trust the Creator, that we can get to know the Creator, we can introduce Creator to people around us and we can say, here's a Creator that created you and everything around you. And he knows how to, for you to live, in, even in this broken world, you guys, there's no doubt we live in a broken world. We see so many broken people around us. And the only way we even attempt to say, I will be a missionary, I will bring God's word into your life, only because we can trust that God teaches. That this is what his agenda is with the people, that he says, I will teach you come to me and learn from me and I will show you how to live this life. And then only then we can take that promise and go to people and say, no, he promised that he will teach us how to live this life here. And this is the gospel that we want to bring to people around us. I want to leave us with one more scripture and it is from Ecclesiastes 12, 13. Hope I said it right. It's always the tough uh, word for me to pronounce. But it's, you know, Solomon, he lived life. He's the wisest man. He's, uh, uh, you know, everybody wants to come and see him. And here he writes this book of just whininess. Everything is in vanity. Nothing is good. Nobody is worthy of joy. Nothing brings joys and all that stuff. Like this whole book goes. And then at the very, very end, Ecclesiastes 12, 13, he says, Now all who has been heard, now all has been heard. Here is the conclusion of all of the matter. Fear God, keep his commandments, for this is the duty of all mankind. So at the end of everything that he's went from, through and learned, he says, but I want, there is only one thing I'm completely certain about. Fear God, so there is God. Fear him and uh, keep his commandments. Do what he tells you to do. This is the greatest happiness in life. This is how you succeed because like his whole Ecclesiastes about no joy in that, no joy in that, no pleasure in that. I can't, that, the only joy you can find is in knowing God and knowing his commandments. So yes, it is a little bit of work to find out what God wants from us. And this is what we do in Ukraine, right? We develop this learning center. Come and let's learn together how God wants us to live. And this is what local church is. I'm sure this is what Pastor Ike is doing is he's just constantly 
learning from God and teaching how is this life how do we live it and this is what all of us need to put some effort in the first of all is to let's get to know how do we live life let's get to know together with all the promises from God with uh, Holy Spirit as our helper to open truth you know open all truth to us he says so many different times it's like and this and learn this and manifold wisdom of God and and so many different things but but this is the gospel that people need this is when when they are so weary they're so tired with life with burdens with um things not working the way you want there is sickness there is loss of jobs there is uh, um, COVID right now who who would have expected this to hit the whole entire world right and 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 in all of this the creator is the only one that knows how to live such life that would give us rest that would give us give us peace during all the times now I'm not saying once you learn it you come once and all of a sudden you have this completely restful life I have not yet seen people that because um, even if my life is restful I see so many brokenness around me that um, I need to daily come in if not daily that at least a couple times a week to come in to God and say like I don't know how to help this person I have no idea how to put their lives together it looks so broken so if we want as a church we want to take the gospel to people we need to have the connection with him we need to have first of all our lives in submission to him where we know okay this is I'm submitted to him I live under him don't please don't end up like my my beautiful mom my beautiful mom living all her life is in distress because she has never experienced that I call it beauty of submission the beauty of God's Lordship in your life and then we really need to take time and learn from him learn his ways learn his wisdom and then that's not the end we need to take that gospel of life and give it to them bring it into the nations and I am so grateful you guys of your heart for Ukraine I don't know what touched you in my nation but thank you so much for bringing the gospel to Ukraine I wish I could take you all there and and you can see the fruit the fruit of your of your labor the fruit of your you know in Romans it says that if no one sends who can go and you are those sanders that sent people to nations and sent people to Ukraine and uh, and we can we can do a lot because of you and and as Kyle has shared we right now have 130 people only eating every day at our base and then and 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 those are people that are going through training programs you know preschoolers and and schools and different other training programs and and we are super blessed that we can actually uh, be part of training as I said like even through this sermon I, I dearly and greatly believe in in that um, believe in that we have to learn we have to learn we have to come to God submit ourselves to God 
learn from him because he is meek and humble to teach us. He's not going to be like, well, I told you so many times. So, you know, I told you that yesterday. Why are you coming to me again? He doesn't do that. I know it for a fact. I've made my share of the same questions over and over to him again. And, and over and over, he's so meek and humble to say, this is how we can be done. And this is how it can be done. So, and this is my message for, for all of us today is like let's come to him all who are burdened let's submit to him let's ask him for rest for our souls let's ask him to teach us life let's ask him to to really uh, open our understandings open our minds to see how he has planned this life here on earth and let's take all that beautiful gospel of life and take it to people and say here is this gospel of life and i have answers that is not just jesus you know i have answers because i learned from jesus and i learned from the one that had given me a promise to teach me life and and here's what i can offer i don't have all the answers but i have some and i have an ability to come to god to the creator and ask him what can be done so and, and what can we do and how can we live so this is this is the message for today and the I hope it ministered to you. It the my my mom's experience really ministered to me to see how broken we can be when we step outside of submission to the one that cares and the one that that is capable and and the scripture was opened to me in a whole different way and and the gospel that we are bringing to people just became a bit of a different flavor to me a different taste to see that yes i want to ease people's burdens and i am committed to learn from god how to do it and i'm committed to also disciple nations and teach them and teach people around me in a meek and humble way again right not in the arrogant yeah let me teach you i know the world and i know how to live my life but in a meek and humble way just as jesus is hopefully he can reflect himself in me to say that yeah i can i can teach and and i can share at least what i have learned and i have can give you an access to the ultimate teacher of this life thank you again for giving us a chance to be with you at least in this kind of way and uh we hope to see you sometimes we you know we come here every two years and um we thought that would be an awesome thing to come to Canada every two years as well, but um, not this time. So maybe we'll see you in two more years. Bye, you guys. God bless you. Right. Well, thank you very much, Kyle and Anya, for uh, sharing a little bit about uh, your trip with us, and not your trip, your experience with us, and just also for sharing um, the gospel and sharing a little bit about um, you know how we can take the good news of Jesus and bring it to other people. But there's a connection that Anya made that I want to just take and just um, emphasize a little bit because I think that maybe um, some of us have not made this connection before. She used um, Matthew chapter 11 verses 28 where it says come to me all you who are weary and burdened and i will give you rest take my yoke upon you and learn from me for i am gentle and humble in heart and you will find rest for your soul for my yoke is easy and my burden is light 
And I know, like she said, we've heard this verse many, many times, but the connection she made was with that verse and then also with Matthew chapter 28, verses 19, where it says, Therefore go and make disciples of all nations, baptizing them in the name of the Father and the Son and the Holy Spirit, and teaching them to obey everything I have commanded you, and surely I am with you to the very end of the age. Now, I don't know about you, but I think very often we, we, we kind of, maybe we've separated these verses that we see uh, Matthew uh, chapter 11 as more for us when we're in a time of trouble. And Matthew 28, we see it maybe a little bit more as something that we do once we're ready to go, once we're, you know, experienced, once we've learned something, once we've been kind of set aside by the church to go into all the nations. But I thought the connection, as I've watched this now a few times, and I thought the connection is one that maybe we need to just focus on a little bit. And, and she said, you know, like we... T- how, how can we go if we're not rested? How can we go if we're not learning? And so I think it's important for us to understand that if we're going to go and share the gospel of Jesus into our workplaces, into our neighborhoods, into our communities, and if we're going to go and be sent into other parts of the world, we have to allow God to do his work in our lives. We have to allow God to do what he wants to do. We have to let him speak into our own personal lives. And if we're in a place where we're not listening, where we're not hearing, where we're not experiencing, we're not reading the good news, how can we go and share about a Jesus that we don't personally know? And so I I want us to just, as we think about the gospel, we've been so blessed with the good news, with the the message of Jesus. And and so often we may say, well, we need to go and share this message. We need to go and and take this message to other people and, and let them know about all the things that God has done for us and and how Jesus wants to save us. But I want to just remind us, as Anya did and as Kyle did, is that we need to allow that message to transform our lives first. That we need to allow the gospel of Jesus Christ to do its work in our hearts, to do its work in our lives, so that we're, if we're going to go, whether it's, again, it doesn't have to necessarily be overseas, if we're going to go to our neighbors, if we're going to go into our communities, that what people are going to experience isn't, isn't just what we've discovered on our own, but what we've learned by spending time with Jesus. So I want to ask you this, because I know, you know, Jen mentioned it, and, and Anya mentioned it, and I think none of us are immune to the fact that we've experienced things lately that maybe have done, you know, either damage or good, or they've awakened us, or they've drained us. But we're in a place today, I think, where maybe more than ever lately, where we may need to really ask ourselves, okay, so where am I as far as my spiritual health? Where am I at as far as what I'm allowing God to do in my life. And so the question I want you to ask yourself is, when is the last time you've just sat in the presence of God? When is the last time you've come to him and said, okay, Jesus, I have come, I'm weary, I'm burdened, and I am now here to find rest. I am now here to listen and to experience you. But at the same time, with that, When's the last time that we've done that, but then also waited and waited and waited in prayer, asking God, now show us, speak to us, empower us, let us know what it is that you want us to do. When is the last time we've allowed God the time to tell us what his yoke is for us, what his burden is for us, what he wants us to do? 
See, I think we need to do that. In, in, in times like these, I like, she used the word dominate. You know, no one dominated her mom, and her mom was very dominated. And, and so I decided I want to use the word, when's the last time that we've allowed Jesus to dominate our lives? This is something that I've really wrestled with as well because, you know, we're all clinging for control. We're all clinging for, you know, whatever it might be because we find ourselves in a time where so many things are maybe confused and, and we want to share the message. But when's the last time we've allowed the message, the gospel of Jesus, to do its work thoroughly in our own lives? And that's not an accusation. That's just something that we need to, to ask. It's something that we need to constantly do because... The reason I want us to wrestle with this is simply because if we don't have the gospel doing its work in our lives, then we will struggle in knowing what we're sharing with others. So here, here's just a, something that popped in my head um, the other day as I was driving, and so I want to share it with you, and you, you see what this means for you. I, I was thinking about it like this. If you and I were to share the gospel this week, but we couldn't use words, if you and I were to go and share the gospel this week, and we're going to do it with people who know us, people who know that we're Christians, and they're watching us. But let's just say, now that I've raised this, but let's just say we didn't know we were sharing the gospel. We were just living life. But we can't use words. What Jesus would they see? And I really wrestled with this for myself as I was driving. What Jesus, what version of Jesus, and that sounds, well, it isn't theologically correct, but just bear with me. If, if people are seeing Jesus just in how I'm living my life, what version of Jesus are they seeing? Is Jesus angry? Is Jesus depressed? Is Jesus frustrated? Is Jesus hopeless? Is Jesus confused? You understand what I'm saying? If all they're seeing is my life, because what that does is that it makes us ask ourselves, have we truly lined our life up with the gospel? And we will struggle to do so if we don't spend time sitting in the presence of God through his word. So I think here's the reality. All of us want to experience Jesus when we are weary. And at the same time, I think all of us want to be that person who would say, I want to share the gospel of Jesus to others because we know we know that that is necessary. We know that as a church we have been commissioned to go and make disciples of all nations. To lead people to become fully devoted followers of Christ. But let's, let's marriage those two ideas. Let's marriage those two truths together. That yes, we want to go, but at the same time, we want to learn. And so I hope that as you go from here today, that you will recognize that we have an opportunity we have the privilege of sitting under the same message, the good news, as what we want to go and share with other people. And so, Kyle and Anya, thank you for sharing with us. And I want to close up in a word of prayer. And then please just remain seated um, for a little bit until um, we, you are dismissed. So let's pray. Father God, we thank you so much for this morning. And we thank you, God, for just the opportunity to be challenged and to reflect we thank you that we can hear from someone who has or who is out in the field sharing the gospel. And, and we just pray right now for Kyle and Anya. I pray, God, that you would just do your amazing work in their lives. And so, Jesus, we thank you that we can sit under the same message, under the same good news, and receive from it daily 
the same message that we are called to share with others. So, Lord, at this moment, I just want to pray if there's someone here today and they find themselves in a place where they maybe haven't had those experiences with you. Maybe they've been burdened to go and share it with others, but they haven't been burdened to just sit with you and to experience you. I pray that we would just merge these two together, that what we're sharing is also what we're receiving, and that we would daily spend time with you to experience you and to learn from you. I pray these things in Jesus' name. Amen.